you believe in accountable love? Welcome to Accountable Love, home of the love snobs, where love is a group journey. My name is Jerry. My name is Aziz. And today we're talking about maturing into togetherness, which is our definition of love. We are all searching for stability. We are all looking for absolutes in humanity, but there are no absolutes. There's only accountable love, a love that says when you pick a partner and friend, they will show up with their daily best and you will give them your all as well. We all deserve love at its highest form, so the love snobs are here to tell you, you deserve everything, you deserve a high clap. Not only dealing with love, a lot of people have like 27 definitions for the word love, and we talked about this in our first season. Well, let's start with the fact that people equate love with an emotion. Yeah, and I, I mean, that that's really, I mean, there's a, there's a thousand our, definitions, yeah, but. Yeah, we talked about that in our first season regarding the emotion and love being a faith. Mm -hmm. But people have, you know, there's just so many different definitions, and I think it's very simple. It's just maturing into togetherness, because when you think of love, I mean, when you think of love of self, you're thinking of, you know, self-esteem, mm -hmm. confidence, yeah. you know what I mean, self-worth, standards, yeah. standards, you think of things of that nature. But when you talk about loving another human being, you're talking about actually maturing to togetherness, meaning like it's not just all about you anymore. So the decisions you make aren't just dealing with who you are, but it's dealing with how it would affect everybody else around you. Well, let's be clear, though, we're talking about the love that also, ha that also has conditions. So yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it it's, it's accountable love. It's not being selfish. When you decide that you want to build something with somebody, it's not being selfish. But there's also conditions to what's going on, too. And not the conditions like, if you don't do this for me, then I'm not going to be around. But in the conditions that this is what we signed up for. And if you go outside of that, then we may have some issues. Yeah, definitely. I think when people hear us speak about accountable love and speak about you know actually creating distance from people who bring negativity to your life, we're not saying that you just distance yourself every time it gets rocky. We're talking about just starting a discussion. So everything starts with having a discussion. Obviously, if somebody doesn't want to speak or they don't want to talk any longer, the relationship is, is done because communication is a big part. Obviously, if they, you know what I mean, if they're not coming, you're not coming to a resolve and it's something big for you and something big for them, obviously the relationship you know, y'all gonna have to create distance, but or if, when you guys are having a conversation and you realize through the conversation that you guys are no longer on the same page, and you guys want two separate things yeah, from well, the that's, relationship. That's what I just said. Oh, yeah, that's exactly um. what I just said. But you know, you you explained it in your own terms. I mean, that, everyone that takes the information differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See that? Now that, that's another point that actually brings brings up my next point. Everybody. It, everybody's talks talks about love being accepting differences. Yeah. I mean, love is finding a way to come to a common ground. So it's com finding similarities in your core values. And there, of course, I mean, like we spoke about in our first season, there's, of course, going to be differences. Like, I like the summer, you like the winter. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Like, something that's not going to rock the relationship. Like, something that you guys could work through, not... Not differences in core values. Or principles, like those yeah, things. Yeah, your principles, your core yeah. values, the things you like to do. I mean, even if the person doesn't like to do them, there has to be, or do something, it has to, there has to be a great understanding of when you're going to do the things that they don't enjoy doing, when they're going to, you know, sacrifice. 
and actually colorize and actually do some of the things that you enjoy doing and you know that they don't find it as fun. Mm -hmm. It's all about it's all about coming to understanding. It's all about communicating to get to a common ground. So when you talk about love, you're talking about actually maturing into togetherness. Everything's dealing with partnership, togetherness. Everything is dealing with and we're not just talking about a relationship. We're talking no, romantic we're relationships, friendships. friendships also. Like everything, when you do it, you got to say, would I be able to tell this friend? Would I be able to tell this friend? Would I be able to tell this friend? You shouldn't do something that you aren't able to tell your friends. Just like you teach your children not to do anything that you, they can't tell you. You know what I mean? That's how you kind of raise your children. So you teach them what love is. Love is being open. Love is being honest. Love is a relationship. So in that relationship, one person can't have the other hand or what could you quote unquote say, have the secrets mm -hmm. to... And, and act like they can't tell the person because the person may judge them. Well, you should or the be. person may question them. Or, the, or they're not kids. Or I'm my own person. Like, once you signed up and matured to togetherness and said, I love you, you're not your own person. Well, you, you should be as transparent as possible. Definitely. You share the world. You share the world with somebody. You're actually traveling through the world together. And whether it's your friend, whether it's your partner, whether it's any, anybody you can say, I love you to, you are traveling the world with. So you don't want to make their situations harder. At any point. Well, yeah, when you talk about maturing it to get togetherness, we could talk about our situation because we are friends and we weren't always as close or we were close at one part of our lives and then we kind of, there was like a lot of distance in between and then we came back together again. And we, well, I want to say we matured because I think that Aziz has always been at that place. But when, not I, always, I mean, well, not always, at but age, at a younger age. So he was doing this at like 15. And but by the time, but when we the the time that there was distance, you were still you were more you you were more mature in that way. So, in order for me to get there, and it wasn't an ultimatum, I just knew what the standard was. So I knew like I would come around, I would kind of like hang out on the outskirts, and we didn't really hang out as much. But I would pop in and pop out. And although I knew like there's some of the things that I wanted to connect with Aziz on, but because I wasn't fully committed to changing who I was all around, I didn't even acknowledge it. I act like acted as if it didn't, didn't even exist. Acted like he lived in a world so so separate from mine, I had no idea what the hell was going on. And because I didn't want to change, I didn't even acknowledge that there was a lot of things that I agreed with. It's just that I felt that if I agreed to it, then that meant that I would be, that I would change the way that I was. And you know- That you like, wouldn't even be who you are anymore. Well, yeah. When people you know, hear change, I think change is, Change is kind of overused. Change is, is a regular thing. It can be a good thing, it can be a bad thing. Grow is different. Mm -hmm. You know, you wasn't in the place where you wanted to take in information to grow. You knew right from wrong. Absolutely. But you still but wanted that's, to that's, do that's what I was going to say. Like, when you know better, things. you do better. So but you got to be clear on so, what yeah, you're saying. So I was, I was, change, but I wasn't finished. Yeah, I wasn't I mean, finished. Thank change you. Change is what it is. I know, but my, when, I was my whole, when I was giving my whole speech, yeah. it was about... It sounded like, I was you, gonna was go, like I was sitting, you were sitting in front of the TV and I had a couple of circles going around and change, you have to change, you have to uh -huh. change. It wasn't... It did okay, sound like, okay. no, I, I had to change and I No, I didn't... Change. No, no, no. But, he, but you didn't ask me, but I, but I said, and if we rewind the tapes, I didn't say you was asking me to change. I was saying that there were a lot of things that we had in common, but I didn't acknowledge it because I didn't want to change. I know you didn't want to change. So, so in what, turn, it seems like somebody else is asking you to but change. But you didn't. I, I was clear on that. I was clear that you didn't ask me to I change. I don't know if that was clear. I think that wasn't Aziz clear. has luggage. But he, clear. okay, let's be clear. For the record, Aziz did not ask me to change. It's just one of those things where you know better, you do better. So, you know, like they, like you hear when you're younger, like ignorance is bliss. Like I just wanted to pretend I didn't know what the hell was going on. So I wouldn't acknowledge it. So I wouldn't 
make the necessary adjustments. So I'm using a different word right now. Yeah, you is that better? I'm not patronizing. I mean, this this right here is in love right now because she's patronizing. Well, I'll just use a different word, different adjustment. Just know, grow, grow is a, it, it shows up versus change. That. Change show like I can start drinking, I can start smoking, I can start but it's still a punching but it's still, women in but the but face. It's, like, it's, it's, what? Changes. I mean, changes, changes all kinds of things. Agreed. Like you change. But I wouldn't finish what I was saying, and I think if I was finished with. It doesn't well, even matter. These open ended words. Right. We're big so, on not using open ended words. But I don't think change was an open ended word. Change is open. It, it, it kind of was going with what I was saying. And I think if you took out the time to listen to the things that I was saying, you would have understood where I was coming from. Oh, so now I, I don't have active listening skills. <laughs> I mean, if we rewind the tape, I got active listening skills. I gave you, actually, I, I sat here when you said change the first time. You said change the second time. When you said well, you change the third time. I sat here. And I just was like seeing if you would change so you change could, the words and now say, make it clear to the audience or whoever's listening that change didn't mean. Well, you said, Jerry, what do you mean by change? Oh, I, oh, I could ask you a question. Yeah, thank you. You wanted me to be a therapist? Yes. Okay. What did you mean by change? Jerry? Well, actually. Yeah, I could have been. <laughs> well, I finished my story. The whole the whole point is that when you're not yeah, when you're not mature this. and when you're not in a place to grow. <laughs> see, I mean, the thing is like. I appreciate you bringing it up so I can use different words. So thank you. So when you, when, 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 when you are ready to grow, then you acknowledge certain things. But I think that when you're not ready to grow, you pretend that certain things are not happening around you so that you don't have that connection because although you know what's right, is not what, is ready, what you're ready for at that moment. I mean, and, and, to, and to your defense, we, we all fight with quality of life. You know, there's certain things like I eat, I love junk. You know what I mean? Now I'm getting up, up in the upward phases of life. You know what I mean? So like jump, okay, <laughs> upward stages of life, forty, and um, eating, eating junk and just sitting there eating junk. I'm not as active. I'm not as you know. I'm not, yeah, I love cookies, but I'm not as active. I'm not you know. I'm not an athlete anymore. You know, I, I, I actually go to work. I actually take care. Of, you know, home with my family. I sit on the couch a lot. We watch movies. And, I mean, we do active things, but at the same time, I'm sitting, I'm idled a lot more. So, quality of life is still, I still want some, some junk, but I would have to taper it a little bit, right? Yeah, that be quality yeah. of life. So, what happened was you understood good from bad, but you didn't really think it was a bad thing because you still wanted to hang out and chill and do certain things. And it wasn't like you and had, like you had certain that priorities life. that you, that you was, you know, you wasn't, um, what would you say? You wasn't. Um, uh, what are you about to say? <laughs> you wasn't neglecting any of your responsibilities. No, 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 no. So no. that's how you're looking at it. Like I can go from place to place. I wasn't neglecting any responsibilities. Well, it was so just the, the, I think the thing wasn't the hanging out. The thing was the mindlessness of things. Like well, when yeah. you ask questions, you didn't have answers for those questions, and you, you know, you played victim. Like, oh, I don't, you know, I really don't want to talk about that. Or like, you know, you was in that phase of life. Well, I think I had a false sense of happiness, right? Like, I think it's one of those things where you create happiness with all these recreational things that may or may not, like you said, be the right thing for you. Um, although, like like you said, I wasn't really neglecting anything else that was going on in my life. So in my mind, it was like, wow, well, why can't I in, indulge in certain things? But it wasn't still fueling my soul. Like, there were certain things I was still missing, but I wasn't trying to give up one to do the other. Yeah. And in, in, in some cases, you don't really necessarily have to, depending on who you're around. You know what I mean? Like, I think that at that time, it was um, the people that I was around fit what I was doing at that moment. The minute that that became old for me, 
I lost that common interest, that common that commonality that I had with everyone else. Definitely. So and I and I knew that, you know, like you kind of go in knowing that. So I, that was another reason why I played dumb because I didn't want to necessarily give up those people. And I didn't just say, hey, I'm not hanging out anymore, so you can't be my friend. But it goes way deeper than that. There's just so many different layers to it. Like there's certain things that I will, you know, want to talk about or things that I thought was important in a friendship that wasn't really happening. And you know, we were very. I mean, you really, you really, when it, when, it, when it all boils down to things, it had nothing to do with the fact that who you were friends with as much as you were friends with them and felt apprehensive about challenging Yeah. And because although you I knew did, in but challenging, it wasn't all the time. Yeah, you knew yeah. in really challenging yeah. their core values, you would lose them as friends. Yeah. And you shouldn't be fearful around your friends. Now, we all know we do certain things. I don't If we have good friends, we do certain things, we're going to lose our friends. Mm -hmm. Because... Our good friends are going to actually hold us accountable and they're going to stick to their, their friends. Yeah. So we all know that there are certain things and certain lines we shouldn't cross. And sometimes we cross them or sometimes we teeter on them lines anyway and risk losing friends, which goes into the next understanding of maturing into togetherness. Mm -hmm. Like if I, I'm with somebody and I get married, we get married, mm -hmm. right? And I'm, you know, I'm at, I'm with somebody, my friends met that person, they hang out with that person at that person's house. And then I decide to cheat yeah. and tell all the rest of my friends. They have to come over every day. And look at or, your wife in the face. This and, is yeah, what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's an issue. This is what I'm saying. So when we look at maturing into togetherness, we always, like, we have this understanding where we don't tell the wife. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, like, we really, really say, okay, it's that person's. And, and you do give that person a chance. I'm not saying you do mm -hmm. talk to them, explain to them, say, you got to come clean. They got to be honest. But... The main thing is they were supposed to be honest about the way they were feeling from the jump. Absolutely. Before it even got to a place where they felt they needed to step out. Mm -hmm. But let's say they did step out mm -hmm. without going through the whole Dr. Phil moments. You know, now they stepped out. Mm -hmm. Think how, how they put, they just changed everybody's life around. Absolutely. And people people think that that's their personal life. But when you mm -hmm. marry somebody, you marry their friends, you marry mm -hmm. their family. And when you make a move one direction... You change the dynamic of every relationship you're in. There's Absolutely. no way that their father is going to be happy with you. Mm -hmm. There's no way their mother is going to be happy yes. with you. Mm -hmm. There's no way your mother may be and happy that's with how you it because she be. can relate to a woman. Yes. There's no way your female friends may be happy mm -hmm. with you. Your male friends may condone it because of the society we live mm -hmm. in a little bit, but they feel uncomfortable to some extent knowing that they're around a different woman and you know they're around your wife mm -hmm. at the same time as well. So. It does put everybody at risk. And then when the truth comes out, and whoever tells the truth typically is the bad guy. Yeah. Do you, do you not see, do we not see anything wrong with that? Like, mm -hmm. that person should have minded their business and everybody else is upset with that person mm -hmm. for shedding light and actually assisting that person in doing something that they, was too, they weren't courageous enough to do. Mm -hmm. Handle it and, and deal with their reality. The reality mm -hmm. is they're trying to have several women at, at a time without looping the main person in their life and, yeah, you know what I mean. You're well, not they even just rob their wife of their choice, of, of her choice, you know, and that's wrong within itself. Uh, and again, like it's like you said, it's not only are you robbing somebody else of their choices, but everyone else is like you said. It's it's a it's we're all one village. Definitely. So when you when you step out and do something outside of what you're supposed to do, it just makes things weird. Yeah, it makes things uncomfortable. And I mean, and let's say. Let's even go back and rewind. Let's say you came to your friends and, you know, you were able to have a discussion with them before you even stepped out. Let's mm -hmm. even go that route. 
A lot of people believe when you're in a relationship, there's certain things between your wife and you, which obviously we're not going to go 100%. I mean, obviously there are some things mm -hmm. that, you know, like you don't have to tell your friends the different, like the different positions you're in. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's certain things mm -hmm. that are private, but mm -hmm. for the most part, there's a lot of things that shouldn't be private because how could your friends truly assist you if, if they have no understanding of the yeah. dynamic of the relationship? Yeah. They don't know what you spoke about. They don't know the things that y'all actually mm -hmm. agreed to. You know what I mean? Because a lot of things, like, we can look at a victim. We can look at a person that's, like, we can look at, you know, making somebody the villain, make somebody the victim. We can keep doing that mm -hmm. based on our own understanding. But we really need to understand the dynamics of the relationships we To make enter. a proper assessment. Yeah, because I've always, I spoke to people and they always talk about how, you know, oh, my brother deserves a better woman. And I'm like, your brother's a smile. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you, because he's connected to you and because yeah. you have blood, he deserves a better, but he it, he hasn't been a good man. Yeah. And now he deserves a better woman when she steps out on him, mm -hmm. but he's been stepping out on her forever. Or, you know what I mean? Or a woman deserves a better man because he's out there, you know, he, he treats her and talks down to, down to her, but nobody pays attention to how she talks to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. like, you're like, they kind of meant for each other, mm -hmm. even though you know that they're not, they're toxic together. Or and you know that the relationship is not a, a, a healthy relationship, but you know that together this is how they function. Yeah, or she's super secretive and she's cheating emotionally and not really cheating, you know, physically. Like, those things happen within the relationship as well. Like, Definitely. it's not just the physical part of cheating. You know, she could be talking to some guy at work and don't even tell her, you know, her, her husband, or she has a separate bank account that her husband doesn't, doesn't even know about. Like, things like that, that... You know, you just created the whole scandal. Oh my! Okay, <laughs> Sean. But yeah, like I mean, you need to write. You need to write on channel what? What is this channel seven? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know the last time we turned on channel. Know, we screamed everything, right? <laughs> so like, now we're in the newbie. Yeah. We, we newbies. Now. Yeah, seriously. But I mean, like it's it's true. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of cheating emotionally that we really don't talk about. Ever. Like, a lot of people believe that they're truly entitled to their own thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and let's not make, because again, we have an issue with broad statements. So when I say entitled to your own thoughts, I don't mean incomplete thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like when you're still trying to work things out and trying to ha have a clear understanding of how to address the situation. Yeah, try to collect your thoughts, get your thoughts together. And every time it's not going to be that way. Sometimes you have to like actually say what you have to say and yeah. then y'all mm -hmm. kind of bounce bounce off each other or what would, what would you say because I'm a lost word oh, say what you're gonna and just kind of talk it out basically no but when you bounce ideas off each other well brainstorm? basically brainstorm y'all yeah. brainstorm or through the discussion y'all have different ways y'all communicate and y'all come to a common ground but for the most part it's okay to like try to find a, a de uh, like a destination or mm -hmm. try to have clear a clear understanding of how you feel before you address the situation. Granted, but you have to talk to your partner. You have to communicate with your partner. When something's not feeling right or something feels uncomfortable, you have to speak to your partner. Just like, you know, we watch we watch shows all the time, you yeah. know, that pride themselves on, let's say, when people oh, have mental that, health that, issues. Well, that, that, that show, that, that new show that we've been watching. What you mean? A Million Little Pieces. Oh, yeah, a million, yeah. A million little things. Oh, <laughs> that's how you know you're old. Well, they are pieces. But it, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like one person committed suicide, the other well, person yeah. would have committed suicide. suicide. He's depressed. Yes. Uh, you they know, didn't tell his wife. They didn't tell his wife, and now his wife needs to understand. And now we 
the viewers need to like we look at his wife she's not supportive then she doesn't understand the disability mm -hmm. and then it becomes a bigger issue with her but mm -hmm. he kept her in the dark and it wasn't because of his depression it's because he was a Catholic yeah pretty much you know what I mean and mm -hmm. he would have basically left her mm -hmm. like left her to actually bury her bury her and not even know that he was even struggling definitely so you you look at different dynamics and you we naturally say that a person needs to come to their own truth truths at their own at their own pace but not when they connected to other people like you have to come to your truths with with other people that's why we say again love is a group journey you know what i mean so you have to come to that understanding i'm feeling you're feeling depressed at the day one mm -hmm. we need to have a discussion absolutely like don't hold it in don't wait five days and say maybe i'll get over it day one i'm not feeling good i'm not feeling well i'm not feeling myself I yeah that that's where it starts definitely and then we start having discussion. We start brainstorming. Now, if you're a person that always comes up, always has an issue, always has something, the first thing a person is going to say, damn, you always got something. Mm -hmm. But you can't, you got to, it's their, that's their truth. And that's mm -hmm. them being honest with you. So that's a whole nother thing that we talk about with maturing into togetherness. Like the honesty of it. You know, then we get to this place in our relationships where we're kind of more focused on not being honest spare somebody's feelings versus having a full transparency and working through whatever the honesty is together. Mm -hmm. Now, what your honesty, what you're honest about may not be truthful. Mm -hmm. It's just where you're honest. It's just which, which truth to you at this particular time. And yeah. then when you merge and y'all have a discussion, that's when the truth starts. Mm -hmm. So we, like, we're, we're, we're kind of, we kind of taught to, like, okay, spare that person's feelings, spare that person's feelings. And if you are a person who is strong-willed or you're a person that's the, what would you say? Because I'm not going to say the strongest person in the relationship because we each share strength. Well, that's but, the next thing about equal but, relationship. Part. Yeah, the equal relationship part yeah. of it where you're in a relationship with somebody and there's always somebody that, like if you're around people, there's that's always somebody that. That's more logical So I don't think that is strong-willed or not. I think that there's, in most relationships, there's always a person who's a little bit more logical than the other. But let's even say a person that's a little bit more direct. Yeah, well, that's not even, excuse me, not even logical all the time, just a little more direct. Yeah. There's always two or three people looking to help the person that's not as direct. Yeah. So they always create a, vi a victim of your partner, and then mm -hmm. it makes them feel like they have allies. They have allies, yeah. and then mm -hmm. it causes frictions within your relationship yeah. where the honesty should, should be a direct thing. Like you should be free to be as direct as you need to be. Now we're not talking about fighting unfair, meaning don't be disrespectful. Yeah, don't or bring like up it, bring up things at, at a time when you're heated, and now all yeah. of a sudden that's the first time they hear it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's being more direct and having honest discussions on a regular basis and practicing that and having that as a practice. So mm -hmm. when you're doing it, it comes natural. Yeah. After a while, like after two months, three months, four months, it comes. It becomes real natural. It becomes mm -hmm. the nature of your relationship, like your friendships as well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If a person's not up to par in certain things. You need to uh, let them know, like, you're not being up to par. How many people you see stay in situations with friends or family members or partners where, like, I had somebody just tell me that he stayed, uh, one of their friends stayed with their baby mother because he um didn't want to pay child support. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what part of the equation is that? And then we all, then we all sat there and, and really had an understanding of or, or, def, or, or a discussion about what love was. Mm -hmm. And now, 
where like the friend is saying, "Yo, I love my, I love the person I'm with." How you love the person you're with, and you're staying with them, you're tolerating. Yeah, pretty much. Love, love is not a tolerance. It's like a placeholder. Love is not a tolerance. Love yeah. is not accepting the wrong in somebody. Yeah. Love is maturing into togetherness. Mm-hmm. So that means that coming to a common ground, healthy, a healthy common yeah. ground. That doesn't mean I'm gonna tolerate. Like if you are, if you are, like let's say in the situation where the guy was depressed. It's his aim. It's, it's it's his job as a husband to go get help. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So he can be an equal partner with. Like his partner shouldn't be burdened by his depression. Yeah. They should work. They should work through it together. Well, yeah, because by the time that, like, in most situations, by the time the other person finds out, that person's already out of out of that person. Definitely. So it's not even not that they're at a point of no return, but they're at a point where, where you're nursing them back. Where, to yeah, help. basically, and and so it's unfair to the person that you claim that you love by being so secretive about how you really feel because depression is a real thing and some people, and, and mo- most It's definitely need, a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing, but you need help through it. You need and, you, it, yeah. and, and the whole point of you feeling depressed is because you felt alone to begin with. And then you're going to keep adding on, like keep going into the dark place by shutting everyone out. Like it's, it's wrong because in their mind, they're sparing the other person's feelings. You definitely. know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's like... They, they, they feel like they're doing that person a favor. A yeah. favor. But... If you ask anybody, because I've I've talked to people with that you know that suffer from depression. If you ask, everybody wants to be treated like an equal. Yeah, like an equal. Mm-hmm. People still want to be treated without. They don't want to be catered to. They don't want to walk in a room and now everybody just sees the diagnosis over the person. Yeah. So you have to still maintain being who you are mm-hmm. with the person. So if you have to say something raw, you're going to say something raw and straight to the point. But you're going to take the time to talk talk about it and walk through it. Mm-hmm. And it's up for them it's up to them when they are suffering from depression. When something feels like it's hurting their feelings mm-hmm. or the walls are coming in, it's their it's up to them to have a discussion with you as well. Yeah. You can't you can't cater to you can't cater to the actual um disease. You have to work through it together. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. Like you don't want a person doesn't want their partner to change or make adjustments because all they see is a diagnosis. So that would be one that that's extreme, but that would be one of the examples of where a person believes, yo, I gotta now cater to the person, so I can't be as honest. I have to be compassionate if, if that's what they they want to say. But well, that's really, when extreme. you talk to like your, your partner doesn't want sympathy. Yeah. Your partner wants to equal. So your partner is coming to you not to change the dynamic of the relationship, but to say, listen, I, I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I need help, and I'm gonna need you to be to 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 have be informed, like. Understand what not, this that means. That I'm not feeling normal, so I may not seem the same, and things may be a little different. But just know I'm working through it. Definitely. You know, and it's, well, and, we can work through not, it together. Yeah, and it's that's not why just, I'm telling you. Yeah, and it's not just one of those things like, well, I told you, like I'm sitting somewhere, you know, not being myself and not being motivated, and I was like, I told you I was depressed today. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like, that's you should not, use it as yeah. a crutch as well. It's really just to put your your the people that that you love in in a position to be able to help you yeah. and help and and also to put yourself in a position to be able to help yourself because you can't get through it alone like Definitely. that's the reality you can't get through it like i think we abuse we abuse the word we abuse the word compassion we we, we make that synonymous with love and compassion is something when something's tragic like somebody just passed away there's mm-hmm. certain ways you're going to handle that you know what i mean when somebody just lost somebody like we lost their parent there's mm-hmm. certain ways you're going to handle that it's when it's tragedy. It's extreme. Mm-hmm. It's when it's tragedy. But you, what we do on a regular basis is support. Yeah. Like we want to support. Love is a support, meaning we want to strengthen anything. Like if the person is doing something 
that we that they deem great, mm-hmm. we want to support them. We want to be there yeah. to support them. When they're doing something that's not great, we want to also support them by being hard, tough love. You know what I mean? But so those are the things. Control, they want to control. They want to control the situation. They only want to hear the good things. They don't ever want to hear the bad. Definitely. And it goes both ways. And I then mean, when people say they're entitled to their opinion. Yeah, but we we use the example of the depressed guy. But what about the 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 female that that's gaining weight and her husband or whoever's around her knows that if they actually say something to her, that's gonna like break break her heart. But she should hear from the people that she's around all the time that she is gaining weight. You know what I mean? Because everyone's thinking it. Everyone sees it. And we're gonna not talk about it. But we're gonna wait to wait. We're gonna instead of her gaining weight five pounds, and she yeah, could we'll lose. Wait, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna wait till she gets to thirty pounds. Yeah. Where it's gonna be really difficult to lose. Mm-hmm. And when we actually tell her, now she's now she goes straight to fifty. Yeah. Because now she's in the place where yeah. we was talking mm-hmm. about. She's gonna be depressed. Mm-hmm. But we tell her at thirty instead of telling her at five. But you shouldn't be around the person who's gonna who's gonna dictate how honest you should be with them. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's another thing. Like you shouldn't allow a person that, that is not in the best place to decide what we say to them because Definitely. it's unfair to us too. Definitely. I mean, that's why we had the first season defining our terms because there's a difference between nitpicking mm-hmm. and, and growth and pointing things out. Well, yeah, you're not like the fat chick, like what the hell are you doing? But it's like, Definitely. you know, nitpicking I, is short. It's, yeah. a, it's a very short thing. Yeah. Like what you just said, mm-hmm. you just like poking at the person. Well, you're listen, poking. every time when I first started gaining weight, like when I wasn't even big, I was a size 10. <laughs> but it was something, sometimes, at one point, you were getting like 100 grams. Yes. Uh, after your pregnancy. After, I'm, not, I'm, talking, <laughs> I'm talking pre-pregnancy, Jerry. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, pre-pregnancy, Jerry. Okay. I wasn't even a big girl. Definitely. But whenever I would you go. You took my 21, Jerry. That actually went from being really skinny. Yeah, to like to being like a little thick. being meaty. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and actually more curvy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't really have to do Whatever. Anyway, so yeah, I went from, from, from being a size 4 to a size 10. Definitely. And... I would go to family events. It looks good on you, by the way. Oh, thank you. And the, I would I would go to family functions, and the first thing that they, the, the second thing they would say to me, aside from hi, is "Wow, you're fat." And you know, and it made me feel away because I'm like, "Well, damn, hi, how are you?" But you know, my cousins were like a size zero, so of course, compared to them, I am bigger, but I was never fat. Definitely. You know, so it's it's stuff like that. Like they had an opinion, and I'm you know I'm happy that they were honest about how they felt. Definitely. But in in that case, they were wrong, you know, and and no one was able to tell me anything different. But it and wasn't wrong. They weren't wrong yet. It well, started I, out. That's what we were well, talking that's about. What they it started said, out with honesty. They could have said, and hey, then you. It was up to you to now say. So what would be fat? Because well, I, I see fat as X, Y, and Z. That's what I'm saying. Like we are, we are taught. Like the person says, okay, you're fat. They're expressing themselves. Their intention. Like we gotta look at their intentions. Whether their intentions to hurt you. So that that's what I'm saying. Their intentions were because we're cousins. I can say what I want, how I'm going to say it. So but it was aunts and uncles, it. but the point, the point is, is that it wasn't... So it wasn't just cousins? No, it was, it was everyone. Cousins like, of my, no, I said my cousins were size zero, oh, okay. and I was just bigger. Um, but it was, I don't think their intentions were to hurt my feelings, and I think that because I was always so small, to see me older and to see me put on the weight, they're like, oh, were you fat? I think what they were trying to tell me was slow down, because... If you have genes like, you know, some of my older aunts or my dad or whatever, they, I think that that was their way of saying to me, like, hey, you're getting a little bigger. Like, maybe you need to, like, monitor what you're eating or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's why it's important not to make blanket statements. But as I was younger. And, a clear yeah, I was younger. I wasn't as secure. So I, it, it kind of made me 
going to my, my, my family's house was dreadful for me because I already knew. Like, they'll say hello. I'm like, I already know I'm fine. And, like, and like I would just keep it moving. You know what I mean? Like, it became Definitely. one of those things. But, I mean, again, it, it's on, it, was on their, it was on their end because they just used that and kept it moving. But, you know, like, we always talk about holding people accountable. It was also on your end by not yeah. having mm-hmm. a discussion. Like, like you avoided, what is that? Yeah. yeah, you avoided the discussion. And, in turn, it, it, it like, that exacerbated on your, your insecurities. Absolutely. Like, it actually ballooned. Your, your mm-hmm. secur- insecurities ballooned a little further than they needed to. So, I'm mm-hmm. sure you started seeing yourself in the mirror differently. Of course. And now we blame them. Mm-hmm. But we that. shouldn't because I think because it's, it's a joint thing. It is because like, I could have did my part by asking the right questions, definitely, and they could have did their part by explaining. But either way, like we both, they said one thing, I took it in, and we kept it moving, and it just became the reoccurring thing. And until I just, until I, you know, I mean, now they don't tell me I'm not fat, but <laughs> I mean, maturing, maturing, it's a different situation. But I mean, you matured. Like yeah. maturing into love means that now we understand that yeah. we're not creating this accountable love. We're not creating victims of anybody. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? We're, we're looking at where each person may have went wrong and how we could have handled it a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sometimes you're 80% right yeah. and 20% wrong. You still got to fine-tune that 20% because we need to we try to get to 100% as much as possible because how could you move on a relationship if y'all both ain't in a, in a game? Absolutely. You know what I mean? So in that situation, that dynamic, I would I would have naturally said, like, you know me as your friend, I'd have mm-hmm. been like, well, that's nothing to do with them. They told you straight up with it. Mm-hmm. They, they, that was their honest mm-hmm. assessment of where you at. But I didn't do so my now part you should have right looked and said, yeah. "Listen, what, what would be fat to you? Because fat is this, you know, like mm-hmm. fat is this. Like me being a size ten, that's not fat. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what, what, what scale are we on? Yeah, like where are we measuring? Because obviously there's different cultures and there's different. We have different ideas in these mm-hmm. cultures. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I go downtown, I might be fat and yeah. obese. I go to a, a white doctor, I might be obese. I go to a minority. Well, I may, I may be, I may like they. They usually tell me, you know, well, oh, you built nice. Genetics. It's, it's genetics, yeah. and like my doctor said, who happens to be a Caucasian man, he said that you know, based up, like I have, I, yeah, I, I did I, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, well, I, 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 I exercise, I eat well, and the weight that I am, the weight that I was at the time, was a healthy weight for me. Definitely. So yeah, we can go on the scale. It's or based not. on yeah. genetics. Mm-hmm. It, it is. Based based, on I mean, we we are informed now, and at the time, yeah. I mean, you was a lot younger, so we wasn't as informed, and then that wasn't, yeah, you know, as potent. But the point is, now we have it. We have all information, yeah. so we do know in different cultures, different places, different. Like Serena Williams is not a size zero. She sure isn't. But all them, you know, all them skinny girls. Yeah, she's is, she's chasing them skinny girls all the way around. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure is. Every yes. time she's barely moving, you know Shout what I mean? And they're just running back and forth. Yeah. So you got to look at it from that angle. Like, the way you're built, through, based on genetics, it plays a part. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? We and that that does come, I yeah. mean, but that does, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not, it's really on topic because it, it does come with loving yourself. It's probably your favorite topic. You know, dealing I with, know, but I'm trying not, I could and, talk about this all day. <laughs> I mean, and, and. It is, so it is dealing with your topic, but I, your topic, I, your topic is, is, is physically loving yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which but, is important. And in knowing, and like you said, knowing what, what's truly, what, what the truth is. You know what definitely. I mean? Like. Like, go and identify what's true. And not just what's true to you. What's true to you in in conjunction with other people. Like, we can't just sit there and I'm a great rapper. And you're rapping in your bathroom. (laughs) And when it comes to now getting on stage with 70, and there's 70 different, you know, competitors, and you're horrible. Like, you can't can't have a a false sense of reality. You know what I mean? That's not what we're talking about when we say love yourself. 
we talk about love yourself is well, like you really put yourself in a position to to have the confidence and then now see if that confidence is is, is relevant to the rest of the world. Or, or also ask or questions or just simple questions. It's like, why do you say this? You know what I mean? Definitely. Because Start again, the discussion. at a certain I, when I was a certain age, I, I did think that I was. I didn't necessarily think I was fat per se, but I didn't think that I was aesthetically like I didn't look as nice as maybe my cousins did who were smaller. Definitely. You know, and it was something that I was subconscious. All my friends were really slim. So when I started to beef up a little bit, like, yeah, it compared to them, I was quote unquote fat, but I really wasn't. So I had a warped sense of reality. And it's, it didn't take me, it took me until I was damn near like, what, four years ago for me to realize that I was crazy and that I had a, a, a warped sense of what was really happening. Yeah, it was a warped sense of reality, especially like when you really look at it, if the people that you are, let's say, more attracted to, they okay with it. Yeah. And then the people that, you typically, you know, are around. They're okay with it, and the people, you know, like look, look at, look at how many, like your approval rate, and then look at all the people that you focus on, the people that don't approve. So your approval rate could be at like eighty percent, and you yeah, focus but, on the twenty. But the thing is, like, so that's when you, that's when it's a glaring self-esteem issue. It is, but the thing is, like I think that as friends, sometimes like we don't necessarily give each other compliments. So. No one really was like, hey, Jerry, your, your, your legs are really nice in those shoes, Jerry. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't one of those things. So all, all I used to hear was the negative. You know what I mean? Like, I just heard you that. You sure I, you didn't pay attention to the negative? Because I we mean, always said, okay, you're pretty. Aside okay, from you're the, this. Aside okay, from the, the men masturbating on the train. Like, no, like, it wasn't never, like, no one ever yeah. really. I, <laughs> you went off. No. But go ahead. No, but seriously, like, aside from, like, nobody really. I mean, yes, people did tell me I was pretty, but I'm, I'm not even talking about pretty. I'm talking about my size. Like, no one really, like, they'll say things like, oh, you, 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 you thick. And I guess in, in the hood, that's that means that you're a, nice. A plus. Yeah, that means you're nice. <laughs> so that is a compliment. I mean, it's just who you, and, 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 and I don't, I don't want to give the wrong message because let's say that, let's say the 20% are the honest people in your life. And the eighty percent are the people that's just catering to your 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 insecurity. Then yeah, you might want to listen to the you might have to listen to twenty percent. But what I mean by your approval rating, I'm saying it's people that actually sat down and explained why they feel the way they feel. Yeah. You well, actually have a clear yeah blanketed statements. Blanketed so statements. yeah, so I'm saying there's there's a whole there's a whole bunch of things, and and that's a good point you made. And I mean the overall understanding is catering to insecurities. Mm -hmm. That can't be a, 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 a form of love. That people people believe it's love, but that can't be love. Well, you're doing the, the person's the, the uh, injustice. Person, yeah, absolutely. You're definitely doing them a disservice. Because then they're going to get around somebody else and then come home and be like, well, why you didn't ever tell me that, 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 that? You know what I mean? And I, you couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't do this. And then, you know, then we start talking about how we couldn't be honest. And then now mm -hmm. you start questioning the relationship as a whole. So you go five years, ten years, 15 years hanging with somebody that never told you stuff. Well, it's what we talk And it about. does make you assess the situation. So how is that love? Well, like we talked about in season one about the responsibility. Definitely. Love comes with a responsibility. Definitely. And you're going you're gonna to tell someone something that they may not want to hear at that moment. You may have to check them on something. You may have to encourage them or hold them accountable to something that they said that they want to do and don't feel like doing it at that moment. Definitely. So it's... You like, got to risk the argument to, to see them it. succeed. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And those are the people that I want to be around now like although like you and i we argue like every other day by the way and although i know that you know arguing is not the 
most but fun. most people would call it debating. Most people would use sugarcoat it, but yeah, it's arguing. We have a conflict. We have conflicting opinions. Yeah, and so, so we, we're going back and forth. So, but I know that the thing that Aziz is bringing to my attention is not easy for most people to bring to my attention. But he's willing to risk. He's willing to risk it all for me to see the point. And if that, if I'm stubborn, too stubborn enough to see that and get all crazy and start feeling myself and say, you know what, I don't need this, then he knows that he did his part and maybe we were just not meant to be friends. Yeah, but I mean, let's let's, let's be clear on what really happens, though. <laughs> love is, love is, I mean, you do, we do go back and forth, but love is taking the time. I, I sit there and I go back and forth with you for two or three hours. Yeah. If I have yeah, to. Yeah, he does. Or I'll go back and forth with you for a half hour if it, you get it a little quicker, which doesn't happen a lot. So know, these we days go <laughs> get longer and longer and longer. So we, you like, know, I mean, like a fifteen minute understanding. I mean, because you're like, for the camera. So yeah, now uh, we are now yeah. that you know that can be something. I mean, I was, but I'm willing to step up. And at the end of the day, I mean, the truth is the truth. That's where a lot of our bickering comes from, like the insecurity with the camera. Well, so yeah, like, it's, you it's don't want to do certain things, or you know, you can be a little bit of a control. Well, I re- well yeah. I so when you're being asked to do something that is better for the whole. Not I'm necessary, like, I'm shutting you. it down. Yeah. yeah, you act in you act in a certain way, but well, you come through, and that's where the, the accountable love portion comes. From. But throughout this whole journey, I realized, you know, all these different insecurities came to surface that I didn't even know existed. Like, you know, you get to a certain point in your life where you think everything is the way that it's supposed to be, and that's how I felt. Like, I finally relaxed into life as it was, and then we decided to do this podcast, and it just created all this—not created all this insecurity. I guess it was always there, but. I was ne- I never tapped into it because it was never something like this. Yeah. Like to be vulnerable enough to be on the camera, although I am, I can be vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like it's just a different type it's of not, vulnerability. It's not, I don't think it was about the vulnerability. It's about you not understanding your worth and you have the value. Like you're like, you know, all the information I have, other people have. And yeah. that's not the truth. Like you are skilled at what you do. So you have to look at that and look in the mirror and sometimes you have something to offer. And whether it's five people listening, ten people listening, a million people listening, you have something to offer. So because you have that to offer, I'm like, let's 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 give it back to the world. Like we had a place where we, where it's our purpose to actually give give people back all the things that all the wealth of not information and knowledge and wisdom that we have. And if we can impart that on other people and help them with equal and healthy relationships, that should be big. You know what I mean? Well, I guess. Which this is a part of love. Me basically explaining to you, you have you have value. You know what I'm saying? So that was the biggest thing. Like, well, just kind of the hypocritical part of it. Hypocritical part. I mean, we could use it. <laughs> <laughs> we could use it. Well, it just I didn't, you know, want to be a hypocrite. Aziz has been working on this way longer than I have. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 although I always knew the right things to do, and the, the one thing that always connected us is because, you know, we all we we had the same fire from from young. You know what I mean? Like I've been a. We have the ability of application. Yeah, and and. Like, Taking a concept and apply. Well, and p- holding people accountable. I've been holding okay. my dad accountable since I was like four. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's it's we we had that in common, but because Aziz has been putting it into practice, practice way longer than I have, it, it it it's I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I'm at a disadvantage because I think that we I do believe that we are on the same page, but he's a lot more seasoned than I would say that you are a lot more seasoned than me. Yeah, I think I've been I've been challenging people a lot. Like you and know, you've been, right, you like, went through a phase. You went through a phase of being self indulged. Uh, yeah. And then I always, even when I was like outside, you know, quote unquote, committing criminal acts. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't a drug dealer, but 
you know, I was violent and committing, you know, violent acts, I still thought it was for the best interest of something. I just was misinformed, obviously. Yeah. But I was told, you know, it, it protect your family, protect the block, protect, mm-hmm. you know, protect your reputation. So those things and protect your crew. I always thought, yo, my crew need to be protected. We need a name, whatever, whatever. So I always thought it was for a greater good. Mm-hmm. And so that was all, you know what I mean, like my, my glass house got broken into. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where it was like, damn, that's not. Like, that's not love. That's not support. These people, that though I have the love for them, they can't possibly be my friends and we actually, they actually be okay with me doing actually doing, doing the wrong yeah. thing. So I had to reevaluate my relationships. I had to reevaluate at a young age. So yeah, I have been doing it longer, but where it comes, I think where your insecurity comes is that you have to practice it a lot more. Whereas me, it was something that was a little more innate mm-hmm. and a little more it was natural. Even though it's natural for you too, because we both doing like justice, justice, yeah. justice. You know, My dad principles. Said I been a lawyer. Definitely, <laughs> we we always been yeah. like that. You know, but you was a little more. You was quiet at some point. Yeah, I was. You know, what I mean, like you just used to grin and bear it because yeah. you know you did have self esteem and insecurity mm-hmm. issues where. I was raised in an environment where open your mouth. Yeah, pretty much. And even if somebody punch you in it, open your mouth. Just keep on opening your mouth. Express yourself. Express yourself. Express yourself. Because, uh, I mean, and, and it, didn't st- it didn't come from just any place. You know what I mean? Like, I went to therapy when I was young because I, was, I used to hold everything in and I used to fight all the time. So mm-hmm. I learned how to articulate and I fought less. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the more I learned how to articulate, the more emotionally intelligent I, I got. And then the more I could help people resolve their issues. And then it became a passion of mine to help people actually resolve their issues. And it's hard to get paid for this, you know what I mean? But that's how that works. So, you know, then I want to be a therapist and those things happen. But at the end of the day, I do want to help people without the restraints. Yeah. So, because you're more direct. Yeah. It's not like, well, what does that make you feel? And what does that make you feel? Let's not belittle the. Some people need. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Some people need therapy. Everybody has different ways of. Well, and we want, and we we want to we, we want to create the platform for people that need that love the direct, yes, straight to the point, straight to the point, solution snob, driven, yeah, love snob yeah, type mentality yeah, where absolutely we're gonna say we're gonna say, take it in, apply it, throw out what you don't want, yes, keep what you need, mm-hmm. and apply it to your relationships and grow. But mm-hmm. when you're talking about love, we're talking about what we we're talking about what we have. Mm-hmm. We're talking about being equals, and we're talking about being clear and being clear on where each other's weaknesses are and each other's strengths. Like you was getting ready to say, I'm a writer, but I'm a horrible, I'm horrible with grammar. So I'm great with concepts, but I'm horrible with grammar. Well, so I'm a writing by nature because I'm like, I'm creative and I have yeah, a great understanding you're, you're, you're the of word usage. And I mean, maybe I could have been a, a ghostwriter for a rapper. <laughs> I mean, I have horrible grammar. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Or I hate reading it out loud. Like, I, I, I can read the word remember in my, you know, when I'm silently reading, but mm-hmm. put me in front of the mic reading something, I get sweaty, I get, mm-hmm. you know, so there's insecurities with both of them, mm-hmm. and there's something we're not strong at, but I know I'm not strong at that, so therefore I'm like, if I can find somebody else that's going to do it, they're going to do it faster than I'm going to do it, because we're going to get that home. But if I have to do it, I'm going to do it, because I'm not scared to face the fear that's in front of me. You know what I mean? So, that's what it was about with you, and your insecurity, obviously, right? Well, yeah, I agree. So, you know, we kind of went on a tangent about us, but but well, let's go back to the equal relationship, like you touched on that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when, when most people think about equal relationships, they think about who's paying the rent, who's taking care of certain things at home, who's picking up the kids, and those sorts of things. Like, kind of um, breaking down the responsibilities of the actual relationship. Like, 
I wouldn't say the physical, but the financial and all that stuff. When, when we are speaking about phys- about equal relationships, we're also talking about the mental part of it. And, 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 and knowing, the spiritual. And the spiritual, the spiritual part of it. Making, of it. And, and, and knowing well, it's that mainly you, the spiritual. Yeah, we're making, uh, knowing that you belong. Like, Definitely. we would just listen to Beyonce upgrade you, and she was like, yeah, I upgraded you. Like, you know, I belong here. Like, you belong with me and all this other stuff. And it's like people are kind of afraid to kind of touch on that. You know what I mean? And a lot of people don't really. Self-praise. Like, yeah, they don't self-praise. And they don't acknowledge that, that, that we're, we're together in this because we're on the same page and we belong together. Definitely. Because I hold my weight and I bring this to the table, which is why we're connected. Definitely. And sometimes the person. Like you, you be sometimes you the person's Beyonce in the group, and sometimes you're Kelly Rowland. <laughs> but you got to be okay with that. Yeah. Like you do have to be okay yeah. with the fact that she's a little, she shines. But as she shines, y'all all win. Yes. You know what I mean? She, she really, she, she handled her business by herself. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, but they, they was a nice group. Yes. They was a really nice group. I mm-hmm. kind of liked them better as a group, but they was a nice group. Mm-hmm. So. Those are the things that people need to look at. It's just like, you know, when you, you know, I'm a basketball player, so we always use basketball analogies. But, you know, like LeBron, when he comes to your team, you second fiddle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Automatically. You know what I mean? And it's okay for certain people not to want to play with him. But when mm-hmm. you do play with him, you got to understand you're second fiddle. Yeah. Like. You can't be potting on the bench. <laughs> you're not going to get a championship <laughs> without accepting the fact that you're second fiddle. Yeah. Once you're now combative and you're, because that's a relationship that has to be nurtured and has to be, be. Formed, and you mm-hmm. have to have a clear understanding of where you at. Well, the you same way you transfer, you definitely the same mm-hmm. way you transfer that to from off the court to a real relationship. That's mm-hmm. just what it is. You have to know. Sometimes you're married to somebody who has a lot more to offer. You're friends with somebody, and not not more to offer, but they're 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 they they're, in the, they they're in the front. They're yeah. the leader. They're usually yes. in the front, and you're usually compared to them. Yes. But at the same time. You know what you bring to the table because without you, a screw is loose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, without my team, I'm not as strong as I am individually. And every part matters. Definitely. So we're, we're not a team. You can't be a team by yourself. So every part matters. So it could be something as simple as, you know, one person cooking dinner while the other one's cleaning. Or even, like, you, you say all the time, like, you know, because Aziz is so brilliant. Like, he really, he does a lot of the mental lifting. So because he does a lot of the mental lifting, my job is more the physical. Now I'm not, you know, the handyman, but <laughs> but you I know. mean it's a little bit more. Maybe you know when you come over, you may cook or you know, or maybe clean a dish or something. Like that. Clean a dish. Hey. Wow, the past couple of days I've been cooking and cleaning this whole time, but okay, I clean a dish. I'm, but you, you don't live here. I don't live here. Oh. You don't live in. You don't, don't live, live in my here. house. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, I don't know what you talk about, but what I'm saying is, and that, that's not even a friendship. I mean, you're you're you're, you're great in your own right. So yeah, right. the point is, what I bring to the table, I'm a little bit more conceptual. Yeah, I'm a little bit more spiritual. So a lot of it is like sometimes. I mean, you like I was saying, oh, you, yeah, you you're brilliant in your own right, and sometimes I have to take. I have to like you have to pull me back because I'm so focused on solutions. Solution, solution. I'm not saying you're not solution driven, but I am focused on the solution, and it, and to get to the solution, I gotta like come back a little bit, observe the present, and then like pap- like catapult, excuse me, us into the future. So, but you're beyond solution. You're 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 not only are you solution driven, but you're also why did this shit happen to begin with? 
and how could we avoid this and going going forward? Oh, you know definitely. what I mean? So I think that there's like a, yeah, pretty much where I what I would start with be initially what the problem is solution and then kind of work my way back into like how do we get there and how we move forward. But it's it comes in like maybe three different conversations where you are hitting it in that one conversation. If I come to you with a problem, it's like we're talking about everything. You know what I mean? Definitely. Like how you never let me forget about the damn cat. I mean, I did tell you not to get the cat. <laughs> Did tell you not to get the cat. I told you it was a second kid. You said so, you didn't want no more kids, but yet you got a cat. So, now, I, so Camille, so my daughter wanted a cat for her eighth birthday. Right? No, let's not, let's not. No, this is not, this is not the discussion. We're talking about maturing into okay, love, okay, and that is maturing into love. I mean, maturing into togetherness, you love being maturing into togetherness. I mean, it don't matter. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that that's that's relevant to our discussion right now. You're gonna tell a whole story, and we know your story. They're not that long. I was going to chop what, it up. What are you talking about? You wasn't going to chop it up because then you remembered that you didn't mention one thing and then you remember you didn't mention another thing. See, this is where our accountable love comes in because I got to cut her off because she believes one thing and then she's going to go into a 20 minute story. So the point is, and I, I, I could be long winded as well, but yeah. I mean, but I think I'm saying a lot in the long winded. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about Mello. Nobody wants to hear about your cat. So. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, we, we're talking about love. So when you look at love, you have to truly look at, are you ready to actually deal with what it takes to be in togetherness? Yeah. Because that's what love is. Love is making decisions for the greater whole, not just for you. And it's having a great, great sense of self so you know you what role you play in every yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. And like we always say, confidence is knowing who you are in every room. So that doesn't mean that you have to have the biggest ego. Definitely. Because ego will hurt the relationship. Definitely. But it's really just knowing where you stand. And shining in that role. Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you're the and dishwasher, okay yeah. be the best dishwasher in the world. If yes. you're the cook, be the best cook in the world. You know what I mean? So it's shining. And that's just in a, in a restaurant. You know yeah. what I mean? It's shining in a relationship. You have to understand who you are in the relationship. You got to understand the dynamics of all the relationships you're in. Mm -hmm. So that's maturing into togetherness. Mm -hmm. You can't just make quick moves and think everything's okay and we do and i'm not going to say it doesn't work because we do live in a world where everybody believes going to quote unquote heaven is helping a less fortunate person or helping somebody that was misguided get back on the right path mm -hmm. we not accountable love and we're love snobs we're saying we want to support the people that have actually been walking the path and are tired of dragging people who haven't been walking the path. yeah you know what i mean the like the greater good is to actually inspire people to get to where you at and actually walk up the hill yeah. while you're standing on top of it. Like, yeah. yeah, you can come walk, but I'm not helping the people that's going down there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we want people who are maturing, like love, we want people to see love as maturing into togetherness, making decisions, excuse me, making decisions to not only honor yourself by picking great relationships, but honoring the people that you pick great relationships with by not doing things that's going to be a detriment to the relationship. You know, so this is, you know, this is another accountable love. This maturing into togetherness. We are the love snobs. And this is accountable love. My name's Aziz. I'm Jerry. 